Hello, welcome to LLG's Random But Real. My name is Lisa L. Gilliam, and I am the host of this podcast, where we have conversations about any and all things random with an entree, not a side dish, of mental health advocacy. I use my performance, communication, and literary art skills to bring awareness about mental health and other topics. Therefore, whether I am singing, speaking, or writing, it is my desire that my words will be melodic, just like music, to your ears. Please note, the comics expressed in this podcast are those of mine and or the guests. They are not intended to be used for professional guidance. Please seek a licensed professional if you are in need of care or therapy, experiencing trauma, or are in danger. And if in danger, please call 911. Thank you in advance for listening to LLG's Random But Real. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of LLG's Random But Real. As you know, I am always excited to have uh, different guests on the show, and we try to make sure we incorporate um, anything mental health-wise with what the topics that we discuss, because mental health affects every aspect of our lives. And so today, I actually have my bro, Dr. M.D. Harmon, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> How long have we known each other? So I, if it's okay, I would like to call you by your nickname. This is an informal platform, but if not, I can call you Dr. Harmon. It's okay. You let me know. Uh, Reese is fine. Okay. <laughs> so I have known my bro Reese for, I, so I've been doing karaoke 10, oh, maybe 10, 12 years or something like that. And he is one of the phenomenal talents that I have met. Um, over the years and just has always been kind to me, um, encouraging. He can sing y'all like for real, for real. Sing. <laughs> but he's a creative. He does so much. And so um, I'll let you tell the people what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot that we do, but uh, first and foremost, um, I just want to thank you for allowing me to, the opportunity to be on this platform to, to share, you know, anything that I do. And, and as you stated previously, we've known each other about 10 or 11 years somewhere yeah. around the neighborhood. And um, you've been nothing but an encouragement to me, an inspiration oh, to me. Um, I've seen how you battled through tough times and still yet you held your head high. You kept a positive demeanor and don't let her fool you guys. It's in her name. She's a singing something too. She can sing the house <laughs> down. So she's been an encouragement and an inspiration to me in that way as well. So thank you again, Lisa. No, um, my pleasure. Definitely. Um, one of the things I love to do, obviously, is, is music. And uh, currently, right now, I have a um, I have a studio and uh, I, I produce music. I write music. Um, I, I collab with other artists. Uh, the name of the the business is Shade Star Enterprise LLC. So if you you know you guys ever need any music production or you need studio engineering or recording, I'm your guy. Uh, I, I do that. Um, when I'm not in the studio, I'm an author. Um, I completed a book 
previously, uh, I think uh, maybe two or three years ago, I revised it. It's called Deliverance Matters, a strategic and tactical guide to overcoming strongholds in your life. So I do author. Um, I do like to author uh, not only self-help books, but also uh, I like to get a little creative, do a little bit of horror, do a little bit of sci-fi. Sci um, I took a chance and I, I just recently finished the writing. I'm in the editing phase now. I took a chance and I did a sequel to one of Stephen King's books. Uh, it was titled oh. Christine. So I'm doing a sequel there. I took a huge chance um, reaching out to some literary agents trying to get a get approval from Stephen King to move forward. But we're just in the editing phase of that now. So that's just okay. a little bit of what I do, you know. See, I'm learning something new. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So like with all of that, you know, like I said, this is also like a mental health platform. Mm -hmm. How do you stay in a positive headspace? Because there's so much. I was telling somebody today I had to record earlier um, today and uh, on a, a college friend's uh, platform. Shout out to Coach Kimberly, um, who is living her best life in Dubai right now. But <laughs> thank goodness for technology. Right. But we were talking about just, you know, music. And I said it, it's I learned from being a former vocal music teacher mm -hmm. that music like the singing part or performance is, mm -hmm. you know, only 10 percent, but it's 90 percent mental. Yes. You know, what, what do you think about that? And how do you stay in a, you know, a creative headspace when life is life, as we like uh -huh. to call it? <laughs> I, I diddle that. Um, I, I think music is very therapeutic. And uh, if you like me, I'm, I'm an executive manager, you know, by day, you know, mm -hmm. and um, the, the stresses of having to meet deadlines and interacting with people in different energies can, can take a toll on you. And as you said, mental health is extremely important. It's something that is very, very serious. So what I like to do to keep my headspace is I lean on my wife, Jillian, a lot. Jillian Campbell Harmon, she's a sweetheart. She's a she's a major support to me. I lean on her a lot to, uh, you know, to talk things out. And, and we meditate together as well. I think it's important to take the time out, get in tune with nature and uh, and and just, just get in tune with yourself in conjunction with nature. And we spend that time meditating and then on into the music and writing piece where you can get a release from that and express yourself that way as well. Wow. OK, that's cool. Well, definitely shout out to your wife and thank you for keeping my bro in a healthy headspace <laughs> because we need you here. We do. And by we, I mean, all the people that do know you and love you. Um, thank you guys. So that, that's awesome. And then as far as like the studio, like what made you want to do both? Like not just be an actual singer or performer, but also be like behind the scenes creating, you know, music and producing people, et cetera. <laughs> I kind of think it wasn't something that I wanted to do. It's something that much that was kind of bestowed upon me. And, and I'll give you a funny story. My mother um, was a school teacher for, for 40 some odd years before she retired. And uh, on the side to make ends meet, she used to deliver newspapers. And back when I was growing up, we didn't have the technology and the maps, you know, on the phone and the GPS. So my mother would get these recorded cassette tapes <laughs> from the Daily Times newspaper uh, plant. And then she would put it into her, her, her recorder in the radio and, and, and in the car. And then she would know where to go. They would tell her as a Bluetooth on Upper Ferry Road, make a right. That would tell her where to go. And wow. what I did was I took the tape, not understanding what that tape was. And I started singing on the tape. I was about five or six, started singing and recorded over a lot of the tape. <laughs> wow. So that was my first experience recording. And although I got in trouble, I liked the idea of being able to record the way I sounded. 
So you move on to when I'm 15, I had a little uh, stereo player in my room. So I tried to record an album on my room. Obviously, the bed was squeaking and people were in the background. And I, and I was just very interested in ways of trying to maneuver and, and, and get the nuances of noise out to get the best product uh, possible. And then on to my uh, my um, first professional experience in terms of recording in the studio was at Salisbury State University. And when I saw the mixing boards and the engineers, you know, and what they were doing after the recording, a lot of the other artists left. I stayed behind to learn concepts, basic concepts like panning and 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 you know and 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 what a high and what a high and a low should be and certain plugins and what this effect does. I was very curious in that. And so as I began to record music, I, I started going behind the curtain, and that's kind of how I happened into it until I kind of developed the skill for it. Okay. Wow. Well, that's and how and, and do you mind saying like you don't have to say the exact age, but like the range you were when, um, when you started, you know, doing it like professionally. Um, probably about when I really, really took it seriously, bought all the software. Probably during the pandemic, because like I said, I had been doing it off and on, you know, just for me, just tweaking things. But when I really said, you know what, I'm gonna really dig into this and master it, it was during the pandemic. I went ahead and purchased okay. some software called Studio One Five and. And I really took the heart, you know, looking at YouTube videos to enhance my skills up. And then also what the engineers had shared with me over the years. I've been fortunate because my father-in-law, Chester Campbell, who has a studio and does live sound down in West Palm Beach, Florida, he actually went to school for uh for, for, for uh, studio engineering and sound. And so a lot of times I would reach out to him, hey, what do you think about this? What do you what do you feel about this? Here I'm gonna send you this. Tell me what you think. And I had a lot of people and a lot of uh information that was at my disposal that kind of honed my skill to build me to where I am now. So it, it started about 2020. Wow. I think that that's awesome, though, to to make the transition to keep going. I mean, I was telling it was um, it was lady artists on the platform earlier today. And I was like, I commend you all for like not taking a break. This this 50 year old is tired. <laughs> I needed a break from music and creating. I mean, I think you always create like I'm always going to be writing. I'm always going to be singing or but I can honestly say I don't do it as much as I used to. Right. But I, I feel the difference even in my own mental health when I'm not because right. it gives me balance. And so but I commend anybody that's going as hard as you are going now. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, you know, when it comes to, you know, writing the book, like what was your, uh, or what was your desire? What was, why, why did you decide to write a book about, you know, breaking or deliverance from strongholds? Um, personal journeys, much like how your book is, is about um, just personal journeys. And I feel obligated that when, when, when God has bestowed upon you a way to come out of your situation, I feel obligated that you should pour into others that may have gone through that or is going through what similar situations you've gone through. I feel you're obligated to give that back. Any information that's given to you, any education spiritually, mentally, intellectually, uh, uh, physically, anything you can give to your fellow brother or sister to enhance or make them better, it is your obligation to do. So it was more or less with that when I deal with the self-help books. And the way of creative writing, I, I feel like the way you give back there is because there's so much going on in our lives, because there's so much stress, and because there's so much pressure on us to perform, I feel like the creative vein allows people a, a way to focus on something else for a while. Am I making sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, so it gives them a way to escape whatever pressures they may be feeling. If just for, for a moment, 
you know, and, 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 and give them an opportunity to, to jump into another world and be able to smile and relate to other characters, be sad with them, be happy with them, uh, be able to say, oh, I feel a part of their life. I, I feel a part of their journey. Sometimes that that escape from reality is, is, is in of itself therapeutic. Right. Absolutely. And that's true. That's true. I, I think, you know, God created creatives for a reason. And oftentimes, if you think about a lot of the people who have struggled, um, it's it's amazing to me how he's gifted us to be able to help other people through their struggles. Yet we often have so many <laughs> struggles right. ourselves. You know what I mean? I, I think about, unfortunately, the people that have died by suicide who were amazing talents or who have struggled with depression, um, which I can relate to because I have in my life. Um, right. You know, thankful that I didn't take my life, but I can't say I didn't think about it at a time. And so um, the fact that I'm still here, still going, still able to encourage other people, yes. that in and of itself is a blessing. Yes. So. Yes. And, and I would, you know, I would, I would add to that, you know, for so many years, we, 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 we've neglected to, to take care of our mental health. And if we ever had to take a mental break, you know, if you grew up like we did, it was, it was thought to be a, maybe you're weak or something's wrong. No, it's nothing wrong. You, right. you, you got to take time to deal with the mental aspect or you will break down. So Absolutely. I commend you for doing the things necessary as I've had to do, you know, do the things necessary to to maintain my mental health because without it none of us can function none of us can progress we can't be who we are without it no i agree it's it's super important <laughs> it's it's important and i you know part of the reason that i became a mental health advocate like after um you know be, being a counselor was just to try to encourage people to break the stigmas that are associated with mental health and you know music being a universal language that is definitely one of the ways. It's nothing like, I don't know if I, if you feel the same way, but it's nothing like being on somebody's stage or platform and you're singing and you see how, it's not the reaction of the applause. I'm not talking about that. Like that yeah. comes along with if you're a good singer, but just the reaction of if they're in tears or if they can really connect to something that you were singing, especially those of us that write our original music, you know right. what I mean? Or play yeah. original music. It's, it's like, wow, like this is really blessing somebody, right. you know? So I, I don't know. Do you feel like that sometimes? Absolutely. Like I said, the applause, uh, listen, I don't move. The, the applause doesn't move me. Um, what moves me is when, like you said, I'm able to be on the stage and I can lock eyes with somebody and I can tell that we're in tune, that something that's being said or sung is is gripping them and and, and helping them through or they're relating or, or just seeing the response of the audience, not from a applause standpoint, but from a standpoint of I'm connected with them. They're feeling what I'm saying and I'm feeling their energy. I love that connection because I feel yeah. like one with people, uh, all kinds of people, black, white. Uh, a tall, skinny, fat, Christian, Muslim, whatever they are, I, I feel that connection. I feel at one with humanity with them there. So I do agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely is a blessing to be in that space. I, I think so. So Absolutely. I think it's, it's good that you feel similarly. Um, I feel like there's also um, being in that space, being one of the ones that is a creative, we also kind of have a responsibility yes. to watch what we're saying, watch how we're, you know, if it's gospel ministering to others, if it's not gospel, you know, the lyrics that we put in the words, the the passion that we put there, whatever, people are watching us. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Whether we want it or not, it kind of comes along with the territory. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm always mindful of that. In fact, I always reference the the uh, the saying that that Peter Parker's grandfather gave him. He said, "With great power comes great responsibility, and yeah. words are extremely powerful because they're 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 merely." marks of, of of what your thoughts are whether you write them or speak them that's their they're representative a representation of your thoughts whether you're writing them down or whether you're saying them so we have to be careful how we look and act in society and how we guide those words and how we aim those words into the atmosphere because they do bring results but be they negative or positive true very very true you're so smart <laughs> you're so smart reese i love it it's great for me, just to have, like, in the world where there's so much happening and people don't, you know, I'm this now I'm talking about, like, the opposite sex, you should be able to have a conversation and, first of all, give credit where credit is due. And so I don't mean that negatively. I mean, I'm like, right. you know, it's it's also a blessing to, you know, have a conversation with you and hear where you're coming from and, you know, know that there's nothing else there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, it's a conversation with my bro. And, you know, you don't have to, because people often, it's like you can't be close to people without there being a, a expected situation. Do you know right, what I mean? Right. And <laughs> I think that that also affects mental health too. Like, why can't we just be friends? Why can't I actually understand whatever it is that a person is saying and and um, jail with them there and be supportive in that way. There's so many different ways of being supportive. And I had to, you know, this is now about the book. Like you all brought my book and it blessed me. I have not been able to purchase his. What I've learned is that like, and I've talked about it, anybody that's followed me, whether it was on YouTube live, we were doing stream yard or this, like I have struggled. I'm still struggling right. financially. And so I might not be able to purchase, but to me doing a podcast or liking um a, a statement and sharing it not just liking it it takes a second to share whatever it is that's out there if you see it i mean you know um facebook changed the algorithm so sometimes things don't pop up on your feed like it used to right. but there's so many other ways that you can support people even if you can't go to their show you could tell somebody else about it if you can't go to the studio you could tell somebody else about it. you know what i mean like i just wish that we would be a people of support <laughs> in this field because it's the competition like i don't sing like you you don't sing like me i'm i went to karaoke the other day i messed up two days in a row reese <laughs> and, and i'm like i'm okay with it because one it was karaoke and that's supposed to be fun and that's just a platform for me to practice but also because i'm human it reminds me that i still need god i'm not gonna be perfect and then I just have to face my fears and get up and do it again. You know what I mean? So what do you do when you face a fear or an obstacle um, that's taking you longer than you thought to kind of get up? Well, let me ask, have you had any of those types of things in your life? Absolutely. Okay. I used to, honestly, a lot of people don't realize this, but I used to live a life of fear. Wow. Um, and it was... um. It was just predicated on a lot of the way I was brought up, you know, it was never good enough. And what mm -hmm. helped me get over that was right before the pandemic hit, I went to the Nickelodeon studios in New Jersey. It was indoor and it was this bungee jumping thing. I'm like, I'm looking from the floor. And, and sometimes I have the tendency to be a little overconfident because that's my way of trying to cover up the areas where I'm afraid in. So yeah, I'm like, I should be able to handle this. It don't look that bad. So I climb up the ladder and I get up there and the closer I'm getting to, to for the time to jump, I'm like, I'm really scared of heights. 
Nobody around me knows this at the time. I'm out here telling my children, just get up there and jump. And guess what? They were in front of me. They jumped. Now it's my turn. Man, they had to push me down. They, I kept backing up. I, I looked stupid up there to me. I was afraid. But here's what got me through it. I said, you know what? I told him, I said, look, shut the gate. Once the gate is shut, I can't go back. The only thing you can do now is jump forward. So when he shut the gate, with eyes closed and gritted teeth, I jumped down. My kids oh, were laughing at me. Everybody was laughing at me. This big, overgrown guy, 220-pound muscle man-looking dude is scared. They're laughing. My son called me a chicken. But that moment <laughs> taught me something. It taught me, what were you really afraid of, right? Mm. And then when I asked, honestly answered that question of what I was afraid of, I began to unpack it. Did you, did you crash land? Did anybody before you crash land? No, you didn't. Were you okay? Yes. Could you do it again? The answer is yes. And so I began to live a life conducive to that. So whenever I face a situation where I might be fear, fearful, I ask myself, why are you afraid? Well, because somebody mm -hmm. might think you look stupid. Okay, after that, then what? Is that uh, is their thoughts going to dictate the outcome one way or the other? No. So go forward. <laughs> I'm saying so I started to learn to unpack it and then just face it. It, it, it doesn't make sense. That's awesome. No, I think that that's good. I think that that's something that's a transferable skill too, because fear, you know, even the Bible talks about, you say, like, I didn't give you the spirit of fear, but love, power, and sound mind. And what God showed me that when I was studying scripture, you know, one day it was that it, he said, I didn't give it to you. I mean, I don't want you to have it, but he knew that we would in life at some point. And so he's like, but I want you to have this instead. This is what I want you to focus on. You know what I mean? Um, you know, don't be anxious in anything. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that we won't ever have those moments. But one thing you said, which is like a counselor's uh, dream or was a former counselor, it's unpack. You took the time to face your fears and unpack whatever it was. And then you were able to get to a place that you needed to get to in order to be successful for that specific time. And I think that that's amazing. So kudos to you. <laughs> Brown has said, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Les Brown, but he's a very, very popular mm -hmm. uh, motivational speaker. And it's something yeah. that I, I learned from him because I didn't realize he said the only fears that we're born with as people is this fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds. All other fears are learned. And so if they can be mm -hmm. learned, they can be unlearned. And so I, I, I begin to take that to heart in conjunction with that. Good point. Good point. Yes, he is a powerful speaker for sure. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Well, you know, we definitely learn that that is true. Um, and we have to move past whatever it is, you know, that that we may feel. So what do you feel? Um, or what have you heard or seen? Because I also feel like a person who's in the studio, even produce it, or uh, this is how I feel. I feel like there should be some encouragement from those individuals that are in there with you. Like, don't let me just come to your studio and jack up stuff and you don't say anything. Like, you know, if I'm off, let me know I'm off. In love, of course, if I if I miss the note, then tell me that. If I'm not singing to my best ability, and you know that I have more. I, I expect for you to encourage me while I'm in that session, how do you feel about that, first of all? Um, I feel like this. If you're sitting down at the table with me, and I ask people this, if you're sitting down at the table with me and you got something in your teeth, would you want me to let you know? Most people right. have always told me yes. <laughs> right. So if you're in the studio with me, I'm going to tell you you got something in your teeth. So gotcha. now, what I got to work on, because my work ethic, you know what I mean, the way I am, everybody doesn't grab it as quick. I, I got to be a little better there. But I will tell you, like, listen, you missed the note. Let's go back. 
and I would expect you to go over and over and over it again. And some people don't want that, but that's what I am. So yeah, I will encourage in that area. At the same time, I've learned to be a little more balanced in this area, whereas some people may not want to work it that much. And so I let them know, listen, this is your studio session. But if you ask me, I'm going to let you know, hey, we missed that note. Let's go back and look at it this way. So yeah, I think in that way, I'm encouraging. Gotcha, gotcha. And so if there was someone in there that was afraid, you know, like, I think I have a big mouth, but one of the notes that I always got, I don't, I am not a studio singer. I don't like it. I love live. I mean, but I understand it has to be done. Yes. And I definitely could do better, you know, even on the projects that I came, I have some horror stories actually, but um, yeah, I wasn't going to cough up that money. Well, I didn't have the money to cough it up again. So I had to release and it wasn't necessarily what I would would have wanted to do, um, especially the second one. However, what would you do if someone's in the studio and they were just fearful of whatever, like this isn't going to be a success, like all those, you know, mental blocks that you might tell yourself, even though you're in the studio and you've done more than most, because there's a lot of people I know who sing who never made it to a studio, right? Right. Um, so what would you tell someone that, you know, might be listening now is even afraid to come and, and try that step? First of all, let me let me ditter your sentiments. Live singing is much easier than studio singing because the, the mic will pick up everything <laughs> in you. Every pitch right. list, everything is there. So most people go in with the mindset, I'm afraid because I don't want to sound bad. So what right. I would say to you is, listen, embrace it and get better from it. Um, there's one scripture that says, let the weak say I'm what? Am strong. Now there's mm-hmm. power in that I am peace because the reason why you're stating something that you're physically not is so that it becomes a part of you. So let the weak say I am strong. So although I make mistakes, you say to yourself, although I'm making mistakes at this moment, I am a singer. I am an artist. And mm-hmm. it gives you that encouragement. And then I work with people like, listen, if you're not hitting a certain note, I'll say, listen, let's not record right now. Let's work on the part that's giving you the problem. You can, you can still hear the music. You still have the headphones on. You can still hear yourself through the mic, but repetition and practice. And what I've done in those situations is while that repetition part is going on, I'm not charging them a cent because it's all about artist development as well. I don't want an artist to just come in and record in my studio and then here, here's the feed. No, I want you to be developed as well. I want you to leave out better because you came to us. So giving them an hour of just repetition and going over and over it and then saying, are you ready to record now? And hearing that yes and getting a satisfied product is so rewarding. So giving them that space to overcome that fear by repetition and becoming that I am strong piece is, is pertinent to overcoming that fear. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. And that's very nice of you. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people who don't have that mentality either. They just all about the money and just focusing on that and don't really care about the individual. And I, I feel like you get the dividends are so much better when you are willing to help someone through the process as opposed to just focusing on just, you know, just the uh, payment. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that you think people might be encouraged um, or that can help, you know, shift a a negative mental health state in this type of work that you do? Yeah, um, I would tell anybody that that's interested in being an artist or, or coming into the realm of recording is have confidence. Confidence is key. And I know that's that's been said. But then there's a thing of how to have confidence. Um, 
I mirror how to have confidence in the same vein as I do how to have faith. We've heard over the years, have faith, have faith in God, have faith in yourself. But then what exactly is that? And the best way that I can put that so that it comes across easily and smoothly is to look at it as though it's a car. Look at confidence and faith as though it's a car. If I'm looking to go to the store, right, and I get in the car and I start the car and just sit there where I've just operated the car. Some people just, oh, I'm sorry, you just activated the car. My apologies. Some people just activate their confidence by saying, I'm going to do. Or they activate their faith by saying, I have faith. Well, you, that's just a starting point, right? You've just spoken something, right? You've just mm-hmm. activated it, but you have not operated it. In order for me to operate in the confidence and operate in the faith, I got to put the car in drive and then put my foot on the accelerator and use my mirrors and steering wheels to get to my destination. So what I would say to you is that have confidence in yourself, but know how to do it. Activate your confidence by, first of all, knowing it's in you to do. And then operate it by taking the necessary steps to be better. You're not going to start out on top. So look at tutorials. Talk to other people. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to make mistakes because in those mistakes are lessons learned. And then you will find yourself shifting from just activating your confidence or activating your faith into the into the actual realm of operating in those veins. And so I would leave that word of encouragement with, them, with anybody looking to get into this, um, this business. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Now, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, um, even if they wanted to record at the studio or if they wanted you to sing, uh, what what um, social media or what plays? How how can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Maurice Harmon. You know, you can put in Maurice Harmon and you'll see my little logo up there, Shade Star Enterprise. You can also reach me on Instagram at Shade Star Enterprise LLC. Um, you can reach me via email at Shade Star Nation at gmail.com. Again, that's Shade Star Nation at gmail.com. And if all else has fails, please feel free to give me a call at 443-397-0995. You can say, hey, Reese, you don't have to say doctor. You can say, hey, Reese, I'm interested in recording or interested in uh, in working with you. And we'll we'll be more than glad to oblige you. Awesome. Awesome. And even though I was copying down, I want to make sure I had the correct information. So as soon as we finish this, if you could just text that to me so that I can add it to the um, the, uh, information, the notes. I appreciate it. Is there any closing remarks that you wanted to share? No, I just want to just thank you for giving me this platform. I don't count it as robbery to be here. Uh, I'm I'm just grateful that you, you know, you asked me to do this. And, you know, as soon as you did it, I leaped. So thank you. Thank you. you did. <laughs> great work. You definitely did. I appreciate it. I like it's um, I always learn something new. You know, I, I didn't think I was going to do this is our third season of just simply podcast before that I did like YouTube lives and um, for I think it was probably two or three years. And it's um, it's a lot that goes into it. But mine, as you know, is called LLG Random But Real. Like I tell people, I was like, I don't edit like that's not my gift. Eventually, <laughs> maybe I'll get to that point, honestly. But that's the you know time, et cetera, that goes along with it. Right. But I always learn something from these, um, something that I didn't know. Most of the time, I only talk to people that I know personally. Every now and then somebody else will refer um, someone. But um, I think I have like uh, between three and four maybe I think more um, that I'm going to record this season 
Okay. And then we'll see what God does next next year. Sometimes people don't want to be transparent about the stuff that they do. But like I said, um, mental health affects every aspect of your lives. One of my stigma breaker collective sisters, Danya, always says that and I've adopted it. And, it, and then she's right. You know, if you're not OK mentally, then it's hard to be OK in other areas. Absolutely. So I definitely appreciate you coming on. And for those who want to um follow me or contact me you can follow me on my website lisa l gilliam and that's what the m then dot com or you can um, find me on tiktok facebook facebook lisa l gilliam but tiktok instagram and um twitter and at one singing lady the number one so i hope that you'll connect leave a message definitely go support my bro go to his studio record some stuff if i decide to ever record again then i know where to go because i'm definitely taking a break (laughs) but i will see you around hopefully soon and get to hear you again soon as well thank you so much for being on llg's random but real thank you and we will talk soon All All right, one thing and lady out. Have a good one, everybody. All right, take care.